Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wildfires scorch Europe, your news update, and we stress out on this edition of State of the Bands Weekend starting right now. Hello and welcome to Arbitrage State of the Bands Weekend for July 16, 2022. I'm Joshua Stark. A spate of wildfires is scorching parts of Europe with firefighters battling blazes in Portugal, Spain, and southern France on Wednesday amid an unusual heat wave that authorities are linking to climate change. In Portugal, Civil Protection Commander André Fernandes said that multiple fires have caused the evacuation of more than 600 people. About 120 people needed medical treatment, with two people, one civilian and one firefighter, suffering severe injuries, Fernandez said. Water dumping planes have helped more than 1,300 firefighters combat the worst of the blazes in the nation's central area, while another 1,000 worked to bring other fires under control. Hungary's government has declared an energy emergency in response to supply disruptions and skyrocketing energy prices in Europe, an official said Wednesday. There is unlikely to be enough gas in Europe for the autumn and winter heating season, said Jorgele Gulas, Prime Minister Viktor Orban's chief of staff. Hungary will increase its domestic energy production capacities to ensure adequate supply, Gulas told a news conference in Budapest. Gulas cited Russia's war in Ukraine and consequent sanctions from the European Union as the cause of what he called an energy crisis on the continent. Twitter sued Tesla CEO Elon Musk on Tuesday, trying to force him to complete his $44 billion takeover of the social media company by accusing him of outlandish and bad faith actions that have caused the platform irreparable harm and wreaked havoc on its stock price. Back in April, Musk pledged to pay $54.20 per share for Twitter, which agreed to those terms after reversing its initial opposition to the deal. But the two sides have been bracing for a legal fight since the billionaire said Friday he was backing away from the agreement to buy the company. Twitter's lawsuit opens with a sharply worded accusation. Musk refuses to to honor his obligations to Twitter and its stockholders because the deal he signed no longer serves his personal interests. Having mounted a public spectacle to put Twitter in play and having proposed and then signed a seller-friendly merger agreement, Musk apparently believes that he, unlike every other party subject to Delaware contract law, is free to change his mind, trash the company, disrupt its operations, destroy stockholder value, and walk away, the suit stated. One note submitted to the federal judge sentencing a 38-year-old California woman for embezzlement claimed that a biopsy had revealed cancerous cells in her uterus. 
Another indicated that she was undergoing a surgical procedure and her cancer had spread to the cervix. Yet another letter warned that she cannot be exposed to COVID-19 because of her fragile state. But federal officials say the notes and cancer were all fake and now Ashley Lynn Chavez is headed to prison for three times as long. The court this week added an additional two years to her initial one-year prison sentence. The fake claim of having cancer kept Chavez out on bond from the time of her guilty plea in 2019 to embezzling more than $160,000 from her former employer through her sentencing hearing on March 31st, 2021. More next. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... Could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This week's State of the Bands blog includes, oh, saccharin, ooh, honey, honey. Yeah, I'm not doing that. What's next for 10 Downing and Royce and I get stressed out? All this and more in this week's State of the Bands blog, available now at arbitragetrade.com. Now let's go to the president and CEO of Arbitrage, Mr. Royce Wells, for more. Royce, did you did you make any commitments to your body in the new year this year? It's you know, New year, new me. We're, we're seven Definitely months me. into new year, new me. Hashtag. Yes. And I've done uh, intermittent fasting, and I've done diet drinks, and I've done all these different things like kilo something, kilo kino or something. Keto I, maybe? I don't know. No, not <laughs> keto. It was like K-I-L-I-N-O. All I, right. It, another type of intermittent fasting. But, yeah, so far, no. The only thing that's really worked was drinking water. I got to tell you, I, you know, I, at the beginning of the year, didn't do darn thing. Uh, but about two months ago, I started, and I'm down 26 pounds. So, need the Show off. Joshua Stark plan. Uh, you can email me at joshuastark at arbitragecherry.com. It's only $200 per month. I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. Hey. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's a personal trainer now. But hey, let's side hustle. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk dieting. Let's talk drinks. Um, one of the thing about one of the things about dieting is deciding what you want to drink, whether it's just water, coffee, tea, or a diet drink. I'm addicted to Mountain Dew Zero. Yeah, Mountain Dew definitely is a good thing, or was a good thing. I I don't know. I I stopped drinking Mountain Dew because, well, it also messed with your blood pressure and your blood sugar. So, eh. So. Mountain Dew Zero, not so much. Really? Yeah. 
But what about turning off the whole thing that you don't you don't know that you're not full because it's not sugar and your blood sugar doesn't spike if you do the zero version? Well, it, it's kind of weird. It's kind of odd because you know old fashioned diet drinks had something called saccharin, um, and 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 the thing is the, there's a correlation, there's a direct relationship to the calories in artificial sweeteners versus sugar. But however, everything in moderation. That's the biggest point. Yeah. Portion control is where it's at. Yeah. So the thing is, is that sugar is a is a technical carbohydrate, just like breads and and that sort of thing that turn into sugar. Any kind of sugar, your your sucralose, your sucrose, your dextrose, your fructose, turns into sugar. It is sugar. Therefore, it kind of raises your blood sugar. Da, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah, but what about corn? Corn is easy. <laughs> corn is another carb, man. It's it's a it's a starch. Yeah. Uh, it's a starch which turns into sugar. So. Does it though? Yeah, it does. It actually does. Well, high fructose corn syrup is a whole lot cheaper to import than regular sugar. Same thing though. It it's 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 sugar. Period. If you say so. And basically anything anything that tastes good. Don't is do bad it. for you. There yeah. you go. There Absolutely. you go. Absolutely. Uh, traditional cane sugar is not found in as many products as it was used to because of high fructose corn syrup. See, told you. And one of the things about that is that uh, the tariffs on corn aren't as high as sugar. See, there we go. <laughs> hey, be careful with your diets. That's all I'm saying. More after this on Arbitrage State of the Bands Weekend. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day, and it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Potential successors to British Prime Minister Boris Johnson rushed to differentiate themselves from an increasingly crowded field as the governing Conservative Party was expected to see a tight turntable for the election. Candidates released slick campaign videos on social media and appeared on Sunday morning political talk shows to make their cases to the public. Several promised tax cuts appealing to rank-and-file Conservative Party members for whom low taxes are a mantra. Johnson announced his resignation Thursday after more than 50 members of his cabinet and lower-level officials resigned from his government, many citing concerns that his ethical lapses had undermined the government's credibility. That triggered the internal Conservative Party contest to pick a new party leader. Under Britain's parliamentary government, the next party leader will automatically become prime minister without the need for a general election. 
International Trade Minister Penny Maudon and Foreign Secretary Liz Truss announced their bids Sunday. Maudon said the UK needs to become a little less about the leader and a lot more about the ship. Truss pledged to reverse an increase in the national insurance rate and start cutting taxes from day one. Former Health Secretaries Sajid Naid and Jeremy Hunt joined one of the most open leadership races in recent history late Saturday. Others contenders include frontrunner Rishi Sunak, the former Treasury Chief, and Nadim Sawahi, who took Sunak's job as Chancellor of the Exchequer last week. The race comes after Johnson, 58, was brought down by a series of scandals, the most recent involving his decision to promote a lawmaker who had been accused of sexual misconduct to a senior position in his government. An influential conservative party committee is expected to lay out the rules for the leadership contest on Monday, with news reports suggesting that conservative lawmakers will narrow the field to two before Parliament breaks for the summer recess on July 21st. Party members around the country will then vote on the final choice before the end of August, the Times of London reported. Johnson has said he will remain prime minister until a successor is chosen, but many want him to go now, with even some conservative politicians worried that he could do mischief even as a caretaker prime minister. As politicians took to the airwaves to endorse candidates on Sunday, many sought to distance their favorites from the turmoil of the Johnson years by stressing traits such as integrity and honesty. Karen Bill Moria, the former president of the Confederation of British Industry, said the decision should be made as quickly as possible because businesses that are still struggling to overcome the impact of the pandemic and are now facing the growing possibility of a recession need help now. We have got to get through this period as quickly as possible and find a good leader who can then rebuild trust, he told Times Radio. It is rebuilding the trust with the country as well. The country has lost that trust and business is very worried. Make sure that you go to our websites at arbitragetrade.com and .org to get free seminars and lessons on things such as cryptocurrency our part one is up now and it's available for you free on arbitragetrade.org more after this okay so sarah i'm dropping you off at emily's yep and josh you're going to soccer dad soccer practice right oh by the way i just wanted to let you know when i pick you both up i'll be wearing my short shorts what no yep and my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it. Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I hear that Twitter's up for sale again, Royce. Sweet. Me next. <laughs> the question is, do you have the $44 billion of their asking price? I will give them $32 billion, not a penny more. You know, we might be able to work out that deal because Elon Musk backed away from his $44 billion. Well, hey, if it's not a good deal, as they say, as Trump says, you're fired. <laughs> well, Elon said that they're fired uh, last Tuesday, but he agreed back in April to pay $54.20 per share for Twitter, which works out to $44 billion, accusing them of outlandish and bad faith and da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, you wonder what kind of harm this would do to the stock price of Twitter, for one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for another thing, you know, the fact that he stepped up kind of inflated Twitter's worth, did it not? Eh, a little bit. You know when he started this this whole smear campaign? Yeah. Yeah, I remember it. Was it October of last year? Or sooner than that? I think that's about right. October of last year, something like that. It, it was very pointed, though. Yeah, they've lost 45% of their value since then. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, I could see definitely wanting to back out of the deal and basically try to now buy it at a fraction of the cost. Like, why buy for 44 when you can buy it for 22 <laughs> You know, to me, it's akin to me... For example, walking into a car dealership and pointing at a car and saying, you know, I've heard that this uh, this car has had 40 recalls. I think I should get it for less. Am I, am I reading that correctly? Yeah, yeah. I know that some of his reservations were um, basically that there were more bots than actual user accounts on the platform, and he was unaware that there was so much bot traffic and not as many users a full 25 percent is what he was saying that 25 percent of users were bots um and and 
to Twitter's credit, they they did try to uh, try to give the information out. They gave him the fire hose, apparently, of raw data. Um, and he read it. Making it available to him, raw data on hundreds of millions of daily tweets. And I, I you know... And you have to you have to think that one Elon Musk has the ability to see that fire hose and to interpret it correctly. Yep, here's the data aggregation. Twitter, it's a gift. Yeah, <laughs> Twitter has has already come forth and said that only five percent of their uh, accounts are bots, and they're aware of that, and they're trying to control that. But what he is uh, what he is alleging is that their data is wrong, um, and also, you know that he wanted to start a competitor to Twitter. Hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's just amazing, and we're, we're going to be taking a look at this. We'll keep up with it because it's definitely not over yet. They're filing a suit in Delaware to. Uh, to talk to uh, to talk to the lawyers about what they need to do next, and you know it's going to be an interesting thing. I can't wait to see chirp dot com. Chirp dot com. <laughs> no word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure, um, we'll probably stay together. Probably. It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm. Okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. As missed warning signs pile up in investigations of mass killings, New York State is rolling out a novel strategy to screen applicants for gun permits. People seeking to carry concealed handguns will be required to hand over lists of their social media accounts for a review of their character and conduct. It's an approach applauded by many Democrats and national gun control advocacy groups, but some experts have raised questions about how the law will be enforced and address free speech concerns. Many of the local officials who will be tasked with reviewing the social media content are also asking whether they'll have the resources and in some cases whether the law is even constitutional. Sheriffs haven't received additional money or staffing to handle a new pro uh, process, said Peter Kahu, the executive director of the New York Sheriff's Association. The law, he asserted, infringes on Second Amendment rights, and while applicants must list their social media accounts, he doesn't think local officials will necessarily look at them. I don't think we would do that, Kahu said. I think it would be a constitutional invasion of privacy. 
The new requirement, which takes effect in September, was included in a law passed last week that sought to preserve some limits on firearms after the Supreme Court ruled that most people have a right to carry a handgun for personal protection. It was signed by Governor Kathy Hochul, a Democrat, who noted shooters sometimes telegraph their intent to hurt others. Increasingly, young men have gone online to drop hints about what's to come before executing a mass killing, including the gunman who killed 19 children and two teachers at a Uvalde, Texas elementary school. Under the law, applicants have to provide local officials with a list of current and former social media accounts from the previous three years. It doesn't specify whether applicants will be required to provide access to private accounts not visible to the general public. It will be up to the local sheriff's staff, judges, or county clerks to scroll through these profiles as they check whether applicants have made such statements suggesting dangerous behavior. The law will also require applicants to undergo hours of safety training, prove they're proficient at shooting, provide four character references, and sit for in-person interviews. The law reflects how the Supreme Court ruling has shifted responsibility for states to preventing those who carry firearms in public, says Tanya Shard, Senior Counsel and Director of State and Federal Policy for Gun Control Advocacy organization Brady. Her group said that it was not aware of any other states requiring gun permit applications to submit social media profiles. The new approach, however, comes amid growing debate over the policing of social media posts and a legacy of unwarranted surveillance of black and brown communities. The question should be, can we do this in an anti-racist way that does not create another set of violence? which is the state violence which happens through surveillance, said University of Pennsylvania Social Policy, Communications, and Medicine professor Desmond Upton Patton, who also founded Safe Lab, a research initiative studying violence involving use of color. Meanwhile, gun rights advocates are blasting the law. We'll keep an eye on this as it progresses, but as for now, it starts in September. More after this on Arbitrage, State of the Bands Weekend. Stick around. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Royce, it is Monday morning again soon. Yes. Yes, it is. Weren't we just off a few weeks ago? Um, no, not really. I think Christmas was the last time we took a lot of time off. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm stressed. 
Uh, yeah, most people are. <laughs> and we see that because of a new Gallup report, the State of the Global Workplace 2022. Apparently, uh, there are a lot of people with workday stress. Uh, 44% of workers say that they have work stress. I believe it. I believe it. Do you have work stress? I run five companies, Josh. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> See, it, it, it helps to work in the same office as the CEO of a company, so I definitely understand. <laughs> right. Five companies. Five companies. Five companies. That's, hey, that's so impressive. far so good. That's impressive. So, according to this, uh, 60% report feeling emotionally detached while at work. 19% said that they constantly feel miserable. And... We see on average that people spend a staggering 81,000 81, hours of their lives working. Yeah, no, that's way too many. Well, the only thing that we do more is sleeping. I don't do nearly enough of that, so I'm going to beg to differ. I know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we could all use a chance to unplug and unwind, but here's the rub. The weekend doesn't always deliver, does it? Nope, you get uh, weekend fatigue. Well, you know, you have a family, so you yes. have Saturdays with the kids roller skating, right? Friday, Saturday, yeah. Friday and Saturday. Then you have the seminar on Sunday. Yep, so no unwind time. What do you do, right? You just keep on going. That's what you do. You keep on going. Even on vacation, you know, we have our, our inter-office um, social media thing. Yep. I saw you on there. Yep. A lot. Uh, I was training. A lot, right? I figured if I was training, I should basically talk about it a little bit. It was a good week. You know? Hey, you got to pay for that trip somehow, right? It was a decent week. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that, definitely. But we see that there is a quality of free time problem, right? Yeah. But good thing at Arbitrage, you know, hey, we don't start our day until 10 o'clock, so, you know? <laughs> And then we leave early on Fridays at 2, so, I mean, we, we try to give back as much as we can. Right, right. So we're, Some people have even tried to do four-day work weeks. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's one of the things. It's not for everybody, but the four-day work week is definitely something that, that has been talked about um, amongst uh, some people. Janet Shore, who is an economist... And a, and a kind of a scientist in this. She runs something called Four Day Work Week Global. Uh, the author of the book Overworked American says that there's plenty of people who are spending more time at the office than they need to, Royce. I believe that too, because basically either you're avoiding something or uh, no one really wants to be in the office that long. Well, the requirement for this is is no reduction in pay, but substantial reduction in hours. The vast majority of participants in this have gone to four work days with 32 hours of work with Friday as the most common day off, right? All right, what do I sign up? That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm talking to you. All right, no more Fireball Fridays. <laughs> have a great weekend, guys. We'll see you on Monday. Fireball Saturdays.
Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is a privately held market research company. Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, is solely responsible for the preparation and distribution of the content of this podcast. The opinions offered in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be investment advice. Seek a duly licensed professional for investment advice. For more information about the informational research and services offered by Arbitrage Trade Analytics, LLC, please visit Arbitrage trade.com Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market